excuse me, good morning. <laughs> I was trying to get my mint down. Hallelujah. Good morning, Anthony and Mom. I was talking to him this morning, Pastor Ed, and they're watching. So, uh, Everybody else, everybody on live stream, we're glad you joined us. The Word of God will, I said it will, prosper you. We know that because we have put it into operation in our lives and we have seen the results. So if you'll take it, meditate on it. First of all, you got to believe it and then you receive it and meditate on it and it will produce in your life. So we're glad that you joined us. Uh, everybody else, glad you're here. Amen. We're going to be talking about what Jesus provided, what he's provided, okay? And uh, it would be a short list if we could say what he didn't provide, but we're not going to do that. We're going to look at some of the things that he's provided. Amen? Amen. Oh, Let's start in Colossians 1.13. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Okay? And it's in Him that we have our life. Okay? It's not just redemption through Him and what He's done, but it's our redemption is in him okay so it's not just with him and we need to know that we are in him and that's something that you need to meditate on that you are in him you know that gets us out of that gets us out of the natural and just like he was talking to Nicodemus and he told Nicodemus you must be born again well Nicodemus didn't know he didn't know he was talking spiritual things and you know he he made the statement what, what are we supposed to do go back in our mother's womb and be born again no. Spiritually, we have to be born again. Okay? Uh, our spirits are alive up un, uh, uh, unto God until we have our... There's a time in our lives when we sin and, and we die. But, and Paul talks about that. But no, we have to be born again. And when we're born again, then we're in Him. But just knowing that you're born again, you need to find out what's in Him. Amen? So that you can be a partaker of it. Um, and it's important that we spend time and think about that. Amen? That's a thought right there we need to think about. We need to spend time in meditating on and thinking about the things of God. A lot of times we don't have enough time, but we need to make the time because it is vital. That is our life that we are in him that's where our life is you know it tells us we're not of the world anymore we're in a new kingdom and our kingdom is within him and he's he's told us that the kingdom resides within you okay and uh upon being born again god has downloaded everything that you'll ever need everything that you have to have it's downloaded into you but then it's up to you to get into the Word of God and to meditate on it and find out exactly what it is. Get the revelation on it so that you can walk in it. Whether it's prosperity, whether it's healing, whether it's relationships, it's all covered in His Word and in Him. And it's important that we stay in Him. Amen? Amen. Let's go to 1 John 2. We're going to do 5 and 6. 
1 John 2, 5 and 6. Hallelujah. He says, But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. And by this we know that we are in him. All right. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Amen. So, and it's going to take abiding in him to be able to walk like him. I know Pastor Bob always used the example about, about Bobby when he was growing up. Pastor Bob would stand with his hand on his hip. Well, here's Bobby standing with his hand on his hip imitating dad. Okay. And that's what we're to do. Okay. We need to imitate our Lord and Savior and, and walk in it. But we need to spend time with him to know how he walked and spending time with him is in the word and we can see, okay? If we abide in him, then we are to act like him or carry ourselves or take on, take on his personality, take on his characteristics, take on his integrity and act just like he acted. Are you going to catch flack about it? Yes, you will. Okay? You will be persecuted, okay? There's no doubt about it because the world don't like it. They don't understand it. Okay? And I'm sure everybody in here has been persecuted about one thing or another, about your Christian walk, okay? We had family members made fun of us. You know what? That's fine. We just kept on walking. That's all we could do. Um, putting the flesh down is, is probably the, the biggest thing that you need to do because, you know, you want to be accepted by people, but uh, it just it's, we're not going to be on, on, on every occasion. So it's important that we, we abide in him and then we act like him. Amen? Amen. I mean, when it's all said and done, your peers aren't going to be the ones that are going to talk to you and judge you. It's going to be our God, our Father, God. And, you know, a lot of times we get caught up in, in the day-to-day -day routine and we think, well, yeah. Does anybody in here don't like to be liked? I think everybody likes to be liked, don't we? Okay. Uh, they're just people that aren't going to like us. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry to tell you that. But, but that's being able to put our flesh down, and we can deal with that. You know? Uh, actually, it's their loss. It's not our loss. It's their loss. So, but, uh, and it's important that we can do that. Amen? You need to know who you are in Christ. Not who you are in the flesh. Who you are in Christ. Because that's what's going to supersede anything that the world can throw at you, anything your friends throw at you. Uh, you know, and we've been, I, was, I just chuckled this morning. I was talking to Pastor Ellen. I said, you know what? You pretty much disoriented us from two of our, one family member and one, probably one of our best friends. And it was just, just because she shared the word. That's all she did. That's all she did. Just shared the word with him. And they ask her, she says, I don't have nothing else to share with you. I'm not going to make something up. I'm going to share what I know works. Okay? And those two, they're floating, floating around like a couple hot air balloons. So, I mean, but, you know, that's all we can do. But it, it is, it's going to happen. 
2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. It says, therefore, I'm going to go to 18 too, Pastor Tim. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. All right? If any man is in Christ, you know when we receive Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, you're brand new. Is the flesh brand new? No. I wish, I wish, I wish it would have been, but it's not. <laughs> but he's left us something to work on, and our thought life is not brand new, okay? We still deal with the same thoughts, okay? Uh, you got habits that you need to deal with. If they're not, don't line up with the Word of God, we need to deal with them. I mean, he gives us the answer, okay? Um, now, what he has, because we have been reconciled unto him, what he has is ours, and we need to find out what it is. I know uh, a lot of people have shared this story. There was an old woman in, in London, and she lived in this little dumpy apartment, and uh, she was getting old, and they went, they went there, and she needed help, and and they went in and asked her, how come you live here? And she says, well, I've always lived here, and I don't, I don't have any means to get out of here. But there was a plaque on the wall that was framed, and it was from the queen. And it entitled her to anything and everything she needed, a better housing, better life. In other words, all her needs were met in this document that was hung on the wall. And she, because it was from the queen, thought it was something special but was unaware of what it actually was and when they came in and told her that she she couldn't believe it but the queen had given her everything that she ever would have needed all she would have had to do was ask and it's kind of like our life in Christ we have everything we need we need to find out what it is and then we need to bring it to ourselves and it's going to come through the revelation of the word of God that as you meditate on it It'll come to you, but it's, it's lining up and, and it's changing. First of all, we know we need to change our thinking, okay? We need to change our thinking. And in doing that, we can renew our mind and, and then we renew our soul where pretty much our life abides within our soul. And that's where we need to deal with it. But it's got to come through your mind so that we can, okay? Um, because we stepped into a covenant, and it's a blood covenant with our Lord and Savior Jesus. God, God the Father sent Him to shed His blood for us. The Western world is not really too sharp unless you've been taught about a blood covenant. But a blood covenant, just like, you know, we've probably seen in the old Western movies where the Indians would cut their, and mingle it with the cowboy, and then they were, they were blood brothers. And at that point, if your family does something to dishonor that covenant, you don't need to worry about the other people killing them. Their own family killed them. That was the extremity of a blood covenant. And this one that Jesus has put in his blood is far greater. There is far more behind this covenant. It's not a tribe of Indians. It's not a, a, a nation of people. It's God the Father. 
and it's all of heaven that backs this covenant. And we need to know, uh, you know, if you haven't been taught on it, look it up. There's a lot of teachings on the internet with good people. I would say Rick Renner might be one of the best ones to listen to or Brother Copeland. But find out what is the extent of this covenant because it's a never-ending covenant. But it is a blood covenant done in the blood of our Lord and Savior. Amen. Which was perfect blood. Which pretty much just covered everything that we had. uh, Our sin, our sickness, our lack. Anything else that you might encounter, that blood has covered it because it's that powerful, okay? It's that powerful, and we need to know. And that's why people, you know, when people talk about pleading the blood and people laugh at them, (laughs) no, 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 no. You don't laugh at the blood of Jesus. You can plead it over your family, okay? And it covers them. But it's got to be alive on the inside of you when you plead it, okay? You've got to know what you're doing. It can't just be a word. You're going to have to have some kind of revelation knowledge about this blood, okay? Uh, so that you can apply it, amen? It needs to be applied and you can apply it. Um, in Ephesians 5.32 talks about, we don't need to go there, but just verifying it. When we're talking about this blood covenant, you know, Jesus compares, Paul compares, I'm sorry, Paul compares it in Ephesians, our covenant, our marriage covenant, as like our covenant with Jesus, okay? So they are one and the same, a blood covenant. But what are we up to? 50% divorce rate in the church now? Maybe more than that, could be. It's a, it's a, it's not taken serious. Okay? Now, if your family would come and kill you because you got a divorce, they might take it a little more serious. Okay? And that's, that's what it is. And, and they just, it's just like, eh, I don't like them now. We'll, we'll go someplace else. No. That's, see, Jesus laid his blood down, laid his life down, gave everything. Uh, God gave us the best thing he could give us his own son amen amen and they you know um, it's something we need to be very much uh, meditating on and thinking about our covenant with God because that's our life and to stay in him that's what has given us the access into our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ amen All that he has and all that he is, the Father's given to you, it is ours. And we need to know about it. Amen. We'll go through and check out our insurance policies and make sure we got all that covered. But we won't flip open the Bible and see what we've got covered in our lives. Amen. Amen. The warranty on your car, if that's more important than the warranty on your life, you got problems. Amen. Amen. Romans 8, verse 16 and 17. It says, The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, 
if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Okay? Everybody know what a joint heir is? That's an equal heir. Okay? So what's his is ours. Okay? And it says the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we are children, then we are heirs. Amen? I'm an heir to my father's uh, whatever he left. I was an heir to that. Uh, but nonetheless, this father here has a lot more than my, my natural father, okay? Not that my natural father wouldn't have given it, given it to me if he had it, but he just didn't have it. But, Amen? Some people don't have a good dad. I had a pretty good dad, so I'm glad I can say that. It says, and if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified with him. And that's suffering our flesh, okay? Basically what it's going to be. He's not going to make us lay our life down. Some people have laid their life down, okay? They have for the gospel. But I don't, I can't, I can, I can say probably not in this country, but not for sure, okay? But anyhow. That if we suffer with him, suffering the flesh, that we may also be glorified with him together. Amen? And he did suffer his flesh. He put up with all, all the nonsense, and then he laid his flesh down for us. And he told them, and he walked, he walked according to what was put into him, and he told them, you can't take my life. Nobody can take your life here. The devil cannot, does not have the right to take your life, but that's what you need to find out in the Word so that he cannot, Okay? It says he, he roams the earth to seek whom he may devour. Don't let it be you. Know, what you. know what's yours. Know what Christ has provided for you. And that is eternal life. Amen. Not only spirit, soul, and body. That you can live as long as you want. There's no place in the Bible that, that, that pins your time down. And I know I've had the discussion with people. I said, no. Hey, what about the 90th Psalm? It says 70 years. Said, That's not for you. That's not for you. Psalm 91 says, with long life, I will satisfy you. If you're satisfied, then you can go. If you're not, stay here. Amen. I know Brother Copeland made that decision because he come out and said that. He says, the Lord spoke to him and said, all my, all my uh, generals have went home early, according to the word. Brother Hagen, I think, was in his 80s. Brother Caps. And you know what? Could have been 40 more years of revelation knowledge for the body of Christ that they could have given to the body of Christ. Amen? So we need to know what's ours, okay? Know that you can live as long as you want to, and you can live without sickness. Amen? That's something else that he's provided for us. And again, we don't physically suffer. We suffer our flesh by fighting the devil's temptations, okay? And Jesus gave us the example, I believe it's in Luke, Luke 4, where the devil was tempting him and he knew who he was. That's why it's important that we get in here and know who we are and know who we're in. Amen. And you know what? Let him do the talking for you. 
We don't, we don't want to just spout things off. We want to know what the Word of God says. And then let the Holy Spirit put in you what you need to speak back to the enemy. Jesus defeated him then, and I'm sure he defeated him times after that. And there wasn't anything he could do. Because he countered with the Word, and as it is written. That's what we need to address the, the enemy with when those thoughts come. Okay, sometimes there are our own thoughts coming up out of our soul. We still need to address them, okay, because they're not what God has in store for us, and it's not what we need to lean to and head in that direction. Amen? Amen. It was, and Jesus said this, it was the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. And if He's given it to us, then we need to pick it up and run with it. We don't need to be homeless on the side of the kingdom. Amen? Not when you've got a palace to live in. I don't think, I don't think uh, Prince Charles and them would live on the street, okay, being as they know what they've got to live in. Amen? And we've got a better kingdom than what they have. We take hold of him by taking hold of the word and renewing our thinking. All right, we want to think like God and, and think like His Word. Amen? And that's how we think like God, His Word. I know, I don't know if you all, I was watching Brother Terry on one of his podcasts the other day, and he, he talked about prosperity, and I'd never heard it like this. But he said th three, three things for prosperity. He said, you believe God? You think like God, and then you act like God. He said, that's prosperity right there. And he says, that was showed to him when he was young, and that's pretty much it in a nutshell. You don't need to go out and beat yourself to death with a job or chase the money. Let God bring the money to you by doing what he tells you to do. Amen? 2 Corinthians 5, 21. Second Corinthians 5, 21. It says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Okay? Now we need to reverse that because now we are the righteousness. Amen? And I... <laughs> it's kind of hard to think about this, but he had never known sin and then God put the sin of the world on him. That's something you can't comprehend. But we need to be able to comprehend that we are the righteousness of God. Right. Amen? And we, we can step into that because we're in Him. And you know what? Even when, even when we do mess up, we can run to the throne room, okay? Don't back off from running to the throne room. I know as kids we didn't run to our mom and dad and tell them, Oh, we did something bad, we did something bad. <laughs> I never did that. <laughs> But, but we're talking about spiritual things here, and we need to keep that away from us so that we keep ourselves in safety, okay? Um, we need to know that even when we do mess up, we still have right standing with God, okay? Jesus provided that. We need to know our position in Him, and you need to know that you're restored already. 
It's already been taken care of at the cross. But John tells us we need to come and confess our sins. You need to let them know that you know I messed up. Forgive me. And, and get turned around and get headed in the right direction. Amen. And that will keep you, uh, keep you going in the right direction. Um, we need to know that we are the righteousness of God and that we can go to the throne of grace. Amen. We need to know that. Things we need to, he's provided that for us. He's provided that for us. And it's important. And that's hard to think that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. But it's because we're in him. It's not because of ourselves. Amen. So, but it's something we need to get on the inside. And it's a spiritual principle that you need to get. Oh, regardless of how you look, act, or talk, you are still the righteousness because that's how God sees us. He doesn't see, he doesn't see Bill. He doesn't see uh, Bobby. He doesn't see... Uh, Sue, he sees his body of Christ is what he sees. And for people to think he's looking at, no, he's looking at his body. Amen? And his body has a head, and usually the head's where the thinking comes from, isn't it? Which is in the Word, and that's where we need to stay. And he can help us with that. But it's important that we do that and know that, you know what? That's pretty good. We got pretty good standing. I mean, this is the highest, the highest kingdom ever, and we've got right standing with the king. You know, you couldn't go before the king without an invitation, or they would just kill you right then as you came in. This king is inviting us in. He wants us to come in. He wants us to come in and fellowship with him, spend time with him. Amen. Get wisdom from him so that we can live that life of the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Let's go to uh, John 15, 7. John 15, 7. The things that Christ provided for us. This is Jesus talking again. John 15, 7. He says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. If you abide in me. There's only two requirements, isn't there? If we abide in him, you need to know that we abide in him. If you're born again, you're abiding in him. Now, you could be in him and not know it, but you should know it. If you abide in him. That's why people that get born again and don't get into a church that teaches them these things, you've just put a big target on your back. And the devil's going to come look, and he's one of the ones that he's, the, the one of the ones you're one of the ones that he's seeking, amen. Because you don't know how to protect yourself. You don't know how to protect yourself. And this word is your protection. This word is your life. He says, "If you abide in me, and my words abide in you." Now, how do we get his words abiding in us? Read the word, meditate the word, let the Holy Spirit give us revelation knowledge about that word so that it becomes alive on the inside of you. That is our life. That is basically the heartbeat of a Christian is the Word of God. Amen. And He's provided that for us. And then He says, You will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Not what you need. He said, What you desire, 
and it shall be done for you. So it's important and we do that, okay? Abide, continue in Him. One way, stay in the Word, keep the Word in you. Continuing in His Word is continuing in His will. If we stay in His will, we're pleasing to Him. Isn't that what He tells us? We're pleasing to Him. Anybody in here not want to please Father God? I'll, I'll make a counseling appointment with Pastor Bob for you if you do, okay? <laughs> but to continue in His Word is continuing in His will. And it says when we continue in God's will, hang on a second. It's pretty bad when you can't read your own writing, ain't it? When we continue in God's will, we become, it becomes your will, okay? When we continue in His will, it becomes your will. And that's our desire that we take on the will of God, that it actually becomes our will. Amen? And that is from staying in Him, meditating on the Word, and keeping that Word before us. And it is to, we have to purpose and stay conscious of this. It's not something that's just going to, like butterflies flying all around your head. No, you're going to have to, it's going to have to be something. You're going to have to take authority over the thoughts. You're going to have to take authority over what's going on between your ears and consciously meditate in the Word. The right choices are based on the Word, not on popular, uh, what's popular in the world, okay? Which that seems to be the big thing now, whatever's on the Internet, okay? And God's Word is to prosper us. That's what it's all about. He wants to prosper us, put us in a position, and, and the bottom line is He knew us, and He knows about the flesh, so the bottom line is if we do all these things, then we're going we're gonna, to, one, we're going to please Him, but we're going to become just like Him. We're going to take on His character in, our, in His nature is what Peter talks about. Amen? It's kind of like you luring, luring, luring an animal to a trap, okay? He's baited us with all His promises and all the good stuff so that we can take on His character and His nature. Amen? And that is going to be, that is going to be the epitome of what we desire if you'll stop and think about it. And let me see if I can say this right and not offend anybody. You know we all have a little bit of, uh, I don't want to say it. I'll just use an ugly word and we'll just, we'll, we'll, you can determine how much you have or how much you don't have. But we all have a little bit of wanting our self, self stuff, okay? I'm going to use the word greedy, don't, don't get offended. But we all are a little bit greedy about ourself and what we want and what we want to do. And that's just, that's in our flesh, okay? We all have it. So, and that's something that we deal with, okay, that we have to tend to and deal with it. But when we take on his character and his nature, it's not, we don't have that. And that's what he's given us his promises for, so that we can step into his character and his nature, okay? Because he knows we couldn't do it if he didn't, if he didn't bait us. Because he knows human nature. I'm sorry, he knows, he knows the devil, and he knows man's flesh. That's why he sent Jesus. Okay, because man couldn't do it on his own. So it's important. But anyhow, we abide in him and we'll keep his words abiding in us, okay? 
And then, like he said, ask what you desire. Get it alive on the inside and ask him. And you'll have it. Amen? I don't have to answer that because he's the one that said it. So he'll take care of it. Romans 8.1. Romans 8.1. Hallelujah. The things Christ has provided for us. There is therefore now no condemnation of those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh but according to the Spirit. All right? Walking after the Spirit, there's no condemnation. That's, you can go back up there and ask for forgiveness if you get into that position, but do not let the devil condemn you. Don't let your mind, your thoughts condemn you. Get before the Lord and ask for forgiveness and get going. Okay? Because that is seeking after the spirit when we do that as much as the flesh don't want to we need to all right let me ask you this do you think jesus ever felt condemned when he went before the throne because you know he went before the throne pretty much every day do you think he felt condemned no i don't either because he was the righteousness too he didn't have sin but we need to get that through our thinking that we are in Him, therefore, we don't have to have that condemnation. We don't have sin anymore. It's been washed out, not been covered up by the blood of bulls, but it's been washed out by the blood of Jesus. Kind of like the eraser on the blackboard, it's gone. But we need to know uh, that we can go to the throne room and go and sit and talk. How many of you know God talks? Amen. He said a whole Bible full, but he still talks. Amen. He'll talk to you. He'll love on you. And you know what? Go there and sit with him. Don't run in there that, that you want something or need something. Go in there and sit with him and talk to him. Spend time with him. Amen. And he'll probably tell you what you're there for and, and probably tell you you can have it. <laughs> but, but it's important, okay? Um, Again, we are in him, so we shouldn't be in condemnation either. Sin has no power over us any longer. That's something we need to get a hold of. It doesn't have any power over us any longer. Sin in the flesh, that's why the veil was rent. Jesus rent the veil of the flesh, and we're no longer bound, okay? And that's why we need to go get our forgiveness, whatever it's for, big, little, or indifferent, and get back right with him so that we can go. Amen? It's important. Because there's no life outside of him. I know we've all dealt with, with things where we have felt condemned or we knew we have either offended somebody or sinned or whatever. Go to God and go to the person if you have to. And get it right. Just get it right. Clear the air and let's go. Amen? Amen. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Probably one of the first scriptures you ever learned about healing, wasn't it? Amen. It says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. 
yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. That's what we thought. But this is what happened. He was wounded for our transgressions, and he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we that's are there, but Peter said were healed. So it's past tense. So we were healed. So it is already finished. It's already done. It's another thing that he's provided for us. Okay. Um, difference in transgressions and iniquities. Sin committed outside the laws of life. Okay. Iniquities results and effects. Iniquities are the results and the effects. Okay and the penalties of sin because we walked outside of the protection of the laws of life, okay? So that's why you want to get back and repent so you can walk within that, not having the right to sin but the power to deny it, okay? That's, that's what this life is about. So sin has no power over us, and that is where people... You know, probably everybody deals with you've done something wrong and then, and then either you get a bug or something happens to you and you, you I think automatically people just connect that. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's not it, okay? It's not. We, we, nobody's up there, uh, you know, they did this, bip, they did this. What was the, what's the gophers that pop out of the thing? It's not like that with God, okay? <laughs> but... <laughs> But what you do is if you don't get it straight, then the enemy's looking for you and he's going to drop some thoughts into your heart and then he's going to take a pot shot at you. That's why we need to keep it, keep it on the upright. Keep it straight. Keep our thoughts going because this has been provided. You need to go back. This has been provided. He provided me this. I'm going to stick with this and know this so it's important. Amen. The law pointed out sin but it never empowered us to defeat it until Jesus came and showed us how to. Amen? What happened to us in a new birth is the proof of what can be working in everyday life. We can suffer the flesh and we can walk according to the Spirit. You know, and, if we, and it's great, Pastor Bob's been teaching us on the foundational stuff again. And it's something you need to do. You have to do it. We, we redone some work out back here. We had to upgird the foundation because we were putting more on top of it. So we did that. But that is the key. The foundation is the key. If there's no foundation and it wobbles, it's going to tip over. So it is important. Matthew eight seventeen. Matthew 8, 17. It says that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And if you go in and read this scripture, they brought a lot of people to Jesus and it says he healed them all. Okay? He has healed everybody. Everybody just don't know it yet. Okay? He paid for it all. That's part of what he paid for for us. That's part of what he's provided for us. Amen? Amen. It is important that we know that. 
And whether you receive it or not, you've been healed. Smith Wigglesworth, that guy come up for prayer one time and he laid hands on him or prayed over him, whatever. <laughs> the guy come back up on stage, I think it was the same night, and uh, said, I didn't get healed. Smith, Smith Wigglesworth says, you've been healed, you're just too stupid to know it. And he pushed him off the stage. And when he hit the ground, he was healed. Okay. But that's basically, basically, we all have been healed, okay? Whether we get it or not, and that's between, that's between your ears most of the time or between you and God, it's, but God has already provided this. It's been provided in Jesus. Amen? So, you know, and we don't need to go beg for healing. It's been provided. Find out what the Word says. Meditate on that Word. Get a scripture from the Holy Spirit and then go before the throne of grace and receive it. And then it's going to be manifested, okay? It might not be instantaneously, but he's promised you healing and wholeness, okay? <laughs> That's why we got a, a low stage up there for Pastor Bob. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to finish right here, okay? Write down Romans 8, 37 and 38. Talking about God's given his best, and with that, he's given us everything else, okay? He sent Jesus to pay for our sin. He sent Jesus to, to provide healing for us, okay? Um, he strengthens us in the spirit, soul, and body. And when we take on his strength, we can do all things. Amen. And Galatians 2.20. Write it down. It talks about the old man and its nature. Okay. And meditate on those and everything else. And you know what? Find out. Find out exactly what's provided for you by Jesus. Amen. Amen. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that in our Lord and Savior, Jesus, Father God, that you provided everything for life and for life more abundant. Prosperity, healing, relationships, everything has been provided in him. And I thank you, Lord, that what's been shared this morning is locked into the people's spirits, that they will get in, dig, 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 find out what is theirs. For it is immeasurable. And Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your spirit. And we thank you, Lord, for the results of what you've shared with us and what Jesus has provided for us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All you that have joined us online, if you'd like to donate, if you'll go, there's a button there. on. Uh, you're probably on the website anyhow. It's newlifefamilyworship.net. There's a donate button. Hit it. It will give you directions. You can, uh, you can give online. And then, as always, we are believing with you. Multiply your seed back. And also, we will send you a tax-deductible receipt. So, And again, we thank you for joining us, all the rest of you.
There's either an envelope on the back of the seat or checks, however you're going to do it. Uh, Father, we thank you for this opportunity. 